Society Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. And with another installment of the Driven Society Podcast. And we have a wonderful guest with us this evening. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of uh, Community X, which is a social impact uh, tech startup. Uh, Ms. Chloe Cheyenne. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Really, um, really appreciate you joining us. I'm actually really excited for this conversation. I'm just, you know, reading a little bit of your background and your story. Um, I have a, a ton of questions I, I want to ask. Um, but, you know, actually, let me not step on Trav Shot. Trav usually goes through. The, um, oh, no, I mean, no. Um, but me and uh, Chloe got to connect over socials and like she has this an amazing story of um, why she started her, her platform community X, her experience and what led her to this moment and um what i loved about it was that it was very cause inspired and not many people who see a a cause you know sometimes jump at the uh the um, um the opportunity or jump at the um uh the the this jump in this space to actually try to solve that problem and try to gather a community to solve that problem to help fight that problem so i just thought it was completely dope and just for you sharing your story with our community i think they just definitely need to uh you know need to learn about who you are and your platform so if you can just give everybody like you know just a uh, um you know tell them who you are and um you know this, this platform that you that you founded tell them what it is Sure. Um, thank you both for the introduction. I'm really excited um, to talk with y'all today. My name is Chloe Cheyenne. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I went to Howard School of Business and was there um, from 2009 to 2013. And um, when I graduated, I was fortunate enough to have a full-time offer with Google. So I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast in Mountain View, California, and started my career with Google. I was there from 13 throughout 2016, um, which meant that I was working at headquarters um, and like a little over a year into my role when Mike Brown was killed in Ferguson. Um, and that really um, struck an, an intimate and personal chord with me because my dad, who is African-American, um, I'm multiracial, uh, is a survivor of an extreme case of, of police misconduct that happened um, here in Chicago on the South Side in Hyde Park um, that left him permanently handicapped with a bullet still lodged in his spine today. Um, the year before I was born in 89, he was living in Hyde Park in a townhome um, with his mom, was getting ready to work a night shift, heard a loud banging on the door and went to go see what it was. And by the time he got there, the door was off its hinges and a group of plainclothes uh, CPD officers began to raid my grandmother's townhome and opened fire on my dad over a dozen times. Um, hitting him on the crown of his head and multiple times in his groin area. And as he was bleeding to death in the hallway of his mom's home, uh, the men uh, realized that they had the wrong address and it was a case of mistaken identity. And in an effort to cover up the mistake they realized they made, planted drugs in the top drawer of his bedroom dresser, 
physically assaulted him after shooting him and didn't call an ambulance in hopes that that he would just die. Um, So by the time he actually made it to the hospital, he was in very critical condition. Doctors told my family he wouldn't make it through the night. They operated on him anyways, ended up stabilizing him um, and saving his life. But in between each operation, the CPD required that he was handcuffed to his hospital bed, even though he was totally incapacitated and could barely move. Um, And uh, that meant that when he was finally able to leave the hospital, not only um, was he set to begin ultimately a lifetime of physical rehab, um, when I was born and learning how to walk, like so was my dad. Um, But uh, it also meant that he had to start his fight for innocence in court against the city of Chicago. And and his um, case wasn't, wasn't settled until I was eight years old. Wow. Wow. That's so, I mean, what was the, the outcome of that case? Cause just even hearing you kind of recount that I've read it, but it's even more vivid, mm-hmm. you know, are you sure? What was the, the outcome of that, that case? And in, in the years since, how was your father's, um, you know, uh, spiritual uh, well-being and, and, and physical well-being um, progressed since then? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, one, the officers, um, similar to what you see happening today, um, were put on temporary uh, paid leave and then put back on the force. Um, the officer who led the raid um, in my dad's case um, was really, um, he, he served on, on the police force in Chicago until the day he retired. And it wasn't until then that people um, started to uncover uh, his different, um, you know, mis- misdeeds and um, found that he was like a drug, drug addict and um, mm. like stealing and, and dealing and all, of, and all of this craziness. So um, there were no real, I say that to say that there were no real repercussions for the officers involved in my dad's shooting. Um, as far as like the trial goes, the city settled out of court with my dad, um, which was, it was a victory at the time because in 98, cases like that weren't being settled on. They're basically just being thrown away and not even considered at all. Um, but the the money that my 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 dad got and my grandma got in the settlement um, wasn't nearly enough to cover my dad's um, medical mm. bills. And, um, you know, my dad, because he had, because he was shot so many times, um, when he was, when he was shot and arrived at the hospital, he had to have a pretty serious blood transfusion. Um, and in that transfusion, he contracted, um, hep C. And so the medicine that's required for that is really, really expensive. Um, and my dad has always been like an entrepreneur and, um, you know, doesn't have like the best health care. Um, and so he just, he just basically lives with that disease, um, and, you know, is in pain every day, not only because of the hepatitis, but also because of, of the bullet that, that can't be taken out because if it was, he would become, um, paraplegic and be wheel, wheelchair bound. Wow. Hey, that's, that's interesting. And, you know, to, to have a, a parent and, you know, while you're growing up and you're 
you're learning all of this while you're becoming, right? How is um how did that affect your your mental temperature growing up? Um pretty drastically. Um I sort of I sort of found out about all of this um in bits and pieces and like, you know, I was born in the 90s and like grew up, you know, in the early 2000s and like social media was really just starting to like pick up so these weren't like conversations that people were really having with one another Mm -hmm. um, during my like you know primary years and so um I had no one to really talk to about Mm -hmm. it and I had like except for like you know my dad or my grandma um my younger siblings didn't really know I didn't really you know I didn't really have friends that had similar experiences as me. And so um, it was really tough, not only just finding about it in bits and pieces, but also like sort of as that picture was starting to develop, feeling like that I didn't have a community of people that I could rely on in order, um, you know, to work through those issues. And I think like, you know, going back to um, my days at Google, you know, when Mike Brown was murdered, Um, that's how I came up with this idea because I really just reflected on my personal, you know, experience. And I felt like there has to be a better way that we can merge social impact and technology, um, and more quickly and efficiently start to get people connected with one another, um, around the world based on the issues that matter, um, to them. And so that's sort of like the thesis behind Community X. Man, I, I, I do remember that time I was at um I think I was at Thompson Reuters when that happened and I remember there was just this general I don't know if apathy is the right word or but you know people that are from outside of the community and you know there's some cognitive dissonance there but I just remember looking around and things would just be in like business as usual you know (laughs) and it a part of me that I didn't even know existed was kind of like uh, troubled that day, you know? Um, so, so going forward, I mean, I, am assuming that your, your experience was, uh, similar to mine. Um, how, how did you, what were the initial steps to get Community X started? So it's funny that you say that because, um, the first thing I did was actually dig internally at Google, um, because I figured that there has to be, you know, resources here, if not like an existing platform that we can leverage in order to do this. Um, And so I went through the Black Googlers Network, um, which, you know, I had been really active in and had a lot of allies. um, And and we got, we we started to build out an internal campaign and like proposal for how we could use existing platform for um, issues like police misconduct and reform. Um, and we, we ultimately in like an all hands, um, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be saying this here, but I'll just say it anyways. Um, we, in an all hands, I pitched the idea to Sergey and Larry, um, like face to face. And, um, it was in front of like all of Mountain View campus, which is like the biggest, you know, campus at Google, um, and everybody else that was tuned in virtually. And, um, my proposal was met with stunned silence and then nervous laughter. Um, Mm. and then in the days, you know, ensuing, 
Um, there are actually like internal like meme generators that people used and like, you know, gathered and, and, and shared, shared, um, you know, that type of content. Um, they were talking about my proposal, like other Googlers and making fun of it. Um, and questioning why this should even be something that Google's talking about when Google is like a search engine and not like a social, you know, Larry and Sergey aren't social justice warriors. Um, and so that experience, um, you know, I mean, if you just take a step back and, and you just like, you, you think about that perspective, um, and then you think about like all of the other founders in, in Silicon Valley that are mostly like white, you know, college educated, very privileged men. Um, and then you think about like what their user bases look like and who the people are that are really making their platforms the success that they are today. Like if you think about Twitter, for instance, and black Twitter, it's like without us, these platforms yeah. would be nothing. Mm-hmm. And that you like actually have like the audacity to like turn your head to issues that are facing our community when when you know that there's something tangible that you can do to make sure that not only your technology but your resources are supporting us and you know helping us in in the work that we're trying to do um it's really just i sat back and i thought about that and i was like you know screw this i'm leaving and so i resigned from my position at google um and i did you know some market research in this space and um i i did a year fellowship with um laureen jobs who like a, a couple years before had just founded emerson collective um after steve jobs died and um learned a lot working under her organization and then at the end of that fellowship i i founded um community x wow. that's wonderful you know, um, uh, that actually kind of le- led me to my next question. So, you know, as, as you're developing, you're doing your research, you're iterating, you're iterating, um, it comes a time where you realize, like, man, in order to really get this off the ground, I need some, some, some cash, right? What was, what was the general, I guess, um, uh, not emotion, but, but the sentiment? When you're going around to all of these um, individuals with, a people of means to to get capital. How do you wrap that? It because that's a really like dense. I mean, we get it, right? But how do you um, position that where it's attractive, and and they really they really get the value prop uh, on both sides from the society to you know their pocket. So I I appreciate that question because I was very um intentional and slow um to structure my first round of fundraising because I wanted to do it in a very specific way Mm -hmm. um like I was just sharing um this dynamic of like predominantly white male founders um building platforms that are predominantly used by um communities of color and you know underprivileged groups um it really frustrated me it frustrates me not only because those founders aren't you know supporting the things that those groups care about but also because we're using this technology every day and we're not benefiting from the success of it and so when i went and structured my first round of financing um i didn't go to all of the white vcs that 
or angel investors that typically get the deals um, because I didn't want them to have the initial um, cap space in, in my table. Um, I went to people um, in our community that um, might have had a little extra cash and I accepted a very low um, a minimum of investment so that people um, from our communities could participate in the first round of financing for a company that they wouldn't normally get the opportunity to do. So the buy-in mm -hmm. for everybody was really low, but we had enough people that were willing to do it um, that, you know, to date we've raised almost um, half a million dollars just from that group of people, mm, um, wow. not including VC money. That's tremendous. Wow. Indeed. Um, that's, that's amazing. Um, I didn't even know that part. Um, did you, was there a moment when you realized that you were an activist and decided to commit to this? Because that, I look at activism now and like, especially watching like Michael Jordan, the last dance and how he kind of like, he had an amazing platform, but he was straight up like, yo, I'm an athlete. Like he doesn't, he made a conscious decision to really not really commit to any, um, um, major issues that we had in our community in a sense you know what i'm saying but then you got somebody like lebron james who um you know god bless the dead the, the, the young king author who was um killed um and who posts and is going to you know feel that pain with with the community and, and is going to fight against that type of energy um what what was that moment if you did have that moment where you knew you were going to be an activist and you were going to throw in was it just was it with your father experience or was it like what was the moment when you realized okay i'm all in on this i think yeah like for me <clears throat> um you know when you obviously um you know communities of color and underprivileged groups have to um you know experience things every day in one form or another mm -hmm. um but i think the experience is like totally different um when you have to like get up um every day and look someone in the face um who has mm -hmm. um you know a, 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 an actual uh, bullet in their spine that shouldn't be there, um, but is there just because mm. of the color of their skin. Um, so, you know, mm. for me, it was, there was always um, a sense of immediate ness um, and, and urgency uh, to you know social justice and social impact and it's just been something that i have literally never been able to ignore wow wow yeah i just I, um i can only imagine that experience and i could just i mean first of all i just have to commend you i'm so sorry that happened to you i'll tell you that before but i just really commend you and really like creating a platform to, and connecting communities together to fight for different causes as well. Um, and that's what I find also the most interesting thing about um, Community X is that you can actually connect and find allies with you. Because a lot of the time, it doesn't have to be a lonely walk, you know, when you're fighting against something, when you when you have a cause that's in your heart, when you've committed to be an activist. Um, 
what was that feeling like when you realized you had a tribe that would be willing to, you know, to support you in this space and support you on, you know, your cause? I think we, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have an amazing team of people that are a part of this effort. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone who's involved um, is either a person of color or a person with, you know, direct experience being impacted by some sort of social justice issue um, or they're an activist themselves. And so the, the mm. team and, and the community that, that I've built around this company um, has a very authentic connection to what we're doing in one form or another. And I think, um, you know, every day I'm just, I'm really grateful for, for them and for their perspectives and, um, you know, the passion that they bring um, you know, to this work is just, uh, it's amazing. Absolutely. That's dope. Um, what would you say if for like, for somebody out there that wants to walk this path and be an activist, what, what's some advice you would give them on how to take their first steps and how to, you know, um, create a movement? Yeah, I think, you know, um, the, the best way that we can understand um, and bridge gaps between one another is through storytelling. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, the first step for, for anybody who wants to, you know, start anything is to really understand why you're doing that, what motivates you to do that, what is, you know, inspiring you every day to continue to work on this and continue sharing that story with people. Um, because it's, 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 through, it's through story and it's through experiences that we're able to connect with one another um, and understand, you know, one another. So I'd say always start there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there a, a vision you have in your head of where you've seen this platform going? Like, is there an ultimate goal that you want to accomplish with this? Yeah, I want to be able to understand through our platform what every single person in the world cares about. Mm -hmm. um, I want I want to be able to go to Community X and see, you know, where are all of the people that care about women's rights? Where are all of the people that care about prison reform and anti-recidivism and climate action and all of these issues? Um, you know, that, that matter to people around the world. I want, I want Community X to be that place where people go to express, you know, their movement and, and, and build on it by connecting with other people. Um, we have this initiative going on right now called The Changemaker, where we're inviting people from the international community to join um, our movement. And I, you know, today alone, I talked to people in Uganda, in Jamaica, wow. um, and then in Virginia. Um, and next week, I'm talking to people in, in Manila, in, in Lagos, and in um, a, a province in China. Um, there are people literally all over the world that are doing things to improve the lives of, of, of others. And um, I think those stories need to be told and need to be shared, um, you know, constantly. And so that's my vision for the platform. Wow. That's dope. I think that's a... Uh... 
that's, that's beautiful. Because I always felt like like your mission, um, yeah, I think I think that should be connected to everybody. I think that when you get to a point where you're an adult, I think you should tie yourself to some sort of like purposeful type of mission. Um, a lot of the time, I think in our community, especially millennials, it's always been geared towards um, just the entrepreneurial space or career space or whatnot, which is great, but there's not many that 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 is just like a cause. Like for me personally, I've always wanted to like start a nonprofit for single mothers because I knew my mom was a single mother. That's something that's close to my heart. You know what I mean? And um, mm. as for you, like, you know, for you to really like to, 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 to visualize what you wanted to do and to like make it happen based off the experience that happened to your father, I, I just think that's just um, amazing. Cause a lot of the time we feel hopeless when these things happen. Like we don't, we feel like there's nobody that's gonna, you know, come and just help us through these, through these battles. And, and, and sometimes I was even thinking about even like as a black man, like as much work you may do in a community, you may be of, you may even have a social status you know, um, when you go outside, you're like, they just see you for your skin color a lot of the time, you know, like you, you, um, um, somebody who's, who's, who's geared in that type of mindset to only see you for that skin color. Cause not all of, not all of them, but, and, and it's so crazy that like you really can be taken out and just because of what somebody perceives you to be. And, um, for you to take that mission personally, you know, I know your your family has to be so proud, and I, I just really, really commend that. You know, it is incredible. Um, it, uh, try. I want to touch a little bit. I, I think you guys were doing like talking a little bit about like community building, right? And um, uh, mm -hmm. how how do you how do you vet um, you know uh, new additions to the community? Because there's so much um, nuance. In, in each uh, particular struggle, you know, and everybody has like a different goal. And uh, unfortunately, you know, sometimes everybody's not there for the same thing. So how, how do you, uh, you, you vet, um, you know, per prospective users or even movements on, on the platform? Yeah, so, you know, for us, that's really important because we definitely don't want like the NRA or white nationalists using community to mobilize. And so the first thing that we do is we don't include any of those, like we have a, a, a set of, of static issues that users can choose from. They can't just like create a hashtag and make that move. Like it has, they have to choose from our list. And if we're missing something, you can let us know and we can choose to add it on the back end um, and, and have it become a new cause on the platform. Um, but you know, we can just as easily reject things that are suggested. Um, and like from our standpoint, if a user does go ahead and like create a profile anyways, under some, you know, cause, and then, you know, turn out to be something else, we don't have the same philosophy as, um, you know, Facebook or Twitter, um, with the whole like freedom of speech thing. Um, we don't we don't we don't follow um those same terms of service so for us if if something it, it's pretty straightforward if something incites violence or hate 
um, or makes people feel unsafe, um, then we remove them from the platform. It's, it's just that simple, um, you know, from our perspective. And so we don't, we don't, we don't tolerate that. We don't build a culture around it. Um, and we certainly don't want to profit off of that kind of behavior and that kind of audience being on mm. our platform. Tremendous. Um, I'm gonna just go to take this, this this little turn, and if this question is a little bit too spicy, we could like cut it out. But um, you you were saying um, you you mentioned that that P word profit, right? So somebody um, you know, there's a gentleman online, um, Sean King, who always uh, you know, he's 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 like the 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 uh, I guess the Paul Revere or whatever of you know, uh, hate violence or whatever. And he's merited, but he gets a lot of um, critique on that end too. Like, do, have you received any type of crit critique to, to that end? Oh, people reaching out well, to me yeah, personally? Yeah, like in, in terms of, cause you know, like people, like for Sean King, right? Like people kind of like get at him a little bit, like, yo, you're, you're, you're a, you're a outrage pimp. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And I, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes the, the message gets lost in that sauce. Have, have you experienced anything of, of that nature? And if you have, what, what had been your uh, remedy to, to that? I think people have gotten, um, you know, definitely lost in the founding story. Um, when, when I, you know, initially uh, announced the, the launch of the company, it was on an interview on MSNBC, um, a live interview. And, um, yeah, like since that day, I, I've received messages, all kinds of messages um, from people um, telling me that what I said, you know, wasn't true or that my dad deserved to be shot right. and he should have been killed. And, um, you know, yeah, all kinds of all all kinds of all kinds of stuff that honestly, um, I just ignore I don't really, I don't really have a remedy for that other than, um, you know, finding solace in the fact that I'm building, um, you know, my own safe space for people to not have um, to deal with that kind of thing. Because again, if, if platforms like Facebook um, and Twitter didn't tolerate that kind of behavior, then I wouldn't have to, you know, experience that on a personal level. Um, but because they do, we're all subject to it. And so all I can do is really just, you know, take that um, and figure out how I can, you know, turn it around and, and make it, um, you know, a, a benefit for, for us and for the tech that we're building for sure. at Community Let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the tech. Walk us through, um, you know, I'm, let's say I'm a new downloader of the app and I'm, I'm hot to try, I'm ready to get started. Mm -hmm. What are the first, I guess, uh, four or five steps or, or um, functionalities that I should familiarize myself with? Yeah, so in the FTU, the first thing that we'll do is ask you what kind of user you are. Um, basically, what we've understood from our market research is that there'll be, you know, organizations, uh, professionals, working people, or students um, joining the platform. And so that's how we identify the, the profile um, that the person is building. And then from there, you go in and you select the interests that you care about. So we have eight broad categories that users can choose from. Um, and, you know, those subcategories include everything from, you know, anti-recidivism to 
education inequity to the student debt crisis, um, you know, women's rights, um, you know, a whole list of, of different causes that the, that the person can choose from. Um, and then from there, we ask, you know, typical location, name, um, and then use all of that data that we collect on the front end, input it into our core algorithm and say, okay, this person is based in Atlanta, Georgia, and cares about women's rights, um, voter registration, and the climate crisis. Um, let's connect this person with other people within a 50-mile radius of them that also care about those same things, instantly serve up those suggestions, and then also find people around the country and in other countries um, that also share those same interests and serve up those suggestions as well so that the user is getting a constant flow um, of matches between themselves and other activists and change makers that are doing yeah, similar like things. like Tinder for activism. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, in, in terms of, you know... Good way to put it, Franz. <laughs> um... In in terms of you know kind of the future, I mean we're we're experiencing a lot of different uh, changes in this country very rapidly. Um, is there a you know one of the things that have kind of been on the on the cultural zeitgeist really um, aside from COVID has been um, you know voting um, and kind of switching that over to you know like a secure digital system do you is there any space for community x in in the in the political process at all um we're working on some features that we haven't announced yet um but are definitely related to um mobilizing people around um voter registration not only in the u.s but also trying to crack the code on how we can help people um mm -hmm. abroad as well um so that's something that 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 we'll announce probably um, later this year. Um, but in terms of just like sheer mobilizing, I think um, around elections, I think, you know, one thing that we really want people to start, um, you know, understanding is that, you know, politics is politics, but every election, um, at every in every election, you have the opportunity to push one cause or another forward because so much of the things that we care about um, is controlled at the state or federal level. Whether you're talking about police chiefs and you know mayors um, and governors and sort of the chain of relationship that those three groups have, that's politics. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about, you know, the climate and, um, you know, how in uh, Iran there's there's barely breathable air and they're going to have a white water crisis that that could potentially start a massive war um, in that region of the Middle East in the next five years. Um, that has to do with the government because 70 percent of the world's um, pollution is caused by only 100 companies that exist and those companies wow. are governed um and 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 managed by um the federal you know government and, and congress and 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 so i think you know part of what we try and do is the reason why we really understand what want to understand what issues people care about is because we believe that it we can make an impact by understanding 
you know, okay, these are, you know, three issues that affect me in my day to day life, you know, that I care about. And, you know, if I vote in this election, we could see an outcome in, in at least one of these areas, then it, then it starts to be a different conversation. I mean, with the example that I just gave that 70% of the earth's pollution is caused by just 100 companies. Like, so are you telling me that if Coca-Cola stopped dumping shit in the waters, that a kid in Manila or Sudan could like have like fresh water to like cook their food with? Like, it's as, it's as simple as telling you know, what a, a big brand or a big corporation that like, hey, you need to just be a little more responsible with your business practices and that could like save someone's life. Um, you know, all of these issues are are connected to governance and, and to politics. And so, you know, people get distracted by by this idea of politics, especially in, in, in our, you know, democratic society. It's, you know, so polarizing with you know the constant banter between Republicans and Democrats, but if you just remove all that and look at the core issues and get people to focus in on the things that matter to them and connect them with like, okay, this candidate supports this specific issue that you care about, um, then it can start to be to be a different, less polarizing conversation. For sure. For sure. Oh um, yep. no. So yeah. Uh, just um we're gonna start winding down i, I just want to ask this question to you um in your estimation uh what is justice great question i think there so, are you know so many levels um you know when when something happens um I see it as a trickle up effect. Um, so, you know, my dad was was shot and it affected him and then it affected his family. Um, and then that became an issue that the city of Chicago had to deal with. And then ultimately people have to realize that this is, you know, our cities and our federal government and the NRA that, um, are causing, you know, these issues that that people that are on the ground every day have to deal with. And so, you know, given that these issues are so layered and that there are so many people and so many entities involved, um, I think, you know, their vi victories of justice, um, you know, have to happen on multiple levels. Um, you know, justice for my dad at, at the at the most basic level was surviving and like hmm. keeping his life that was like that was the first level that you know the second level was i mean if you really want to dig deep into it like him finding a hospital that was willing to operate on him and accept my grandmother's wow. health care like hmm. if you really want to look at it like that's one level of justice hmm. like thank God that there was a system in place that, that, that could accept him in the time that he needed to be accepted. And there were doctors that were willing to operate on him. Um, and then, you know, you know, it goes on and on his trial that, that was a liar. Um, if you look at, 
the way that um, government has changed in the city of Chicago, now we, you know, we've gone from like the first daily to like the second daily to like Mayor Lightfoot. And like, you know, she's doing really good work and, you know, really on the ground trying to help make the city a better place. So, you know, this happens on, on so many levels. And I think that's why, you know, in being in this space, being an activist fighting for change can feel so tiring because we're constantly having to fight all of these different battles just to gain one victory. Um, and mm. so, you know, I would say that, that, that it's, an, it's an evolving thing. Um, and for us, we don't really have like, there's never like one, you know, win that we look at and we're like, okay, you know, we're good. You know, it's always, it's always going to be just a series, an ongoing series of, you know, fights for justice. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, damn, we, we, uh, we need people like you for sure. Like, this is the work that, a lot of people sometimes stay away from, but it's, it's so important, the work you're doing. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, Franz. We were gonna... Oh, no, I was just going to ask, you know, we ask all our guests this question, um, <laughs> what drives you? What uh, gives you, I mean, you you definitely alluded to it the entire episode, but um, Absolutely. you get a, a really swaggy sound bite off you. <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, she, answered the, she answered it in the whole conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm driven by, by people and by mm. um, the potential to work together and make the world a better place. I think, you know, the, mm. you, you see it, you, you see it so many times in history, um, movements you know whether it's the civil rights movement or it you know the arab spring or you know the women's rights movements you know in present day mm -hmm. um you know movements are only as strong as the people that that come together to participate in it and so for me uh, i'm i'm driven by by people and the potential of people to come together um in a focused way and do something good perfect Indeed. Incredible. Young Chloe, please share your socials with the community. Oh, sure. So Community X um, is at Community X Tech. Um, I'm Chloe Community X. Um, and then, of course, we have our own platform as well. So we encourage everybody um, to download that and build out your profiles, too. Incredible. Incredible. Chloe, the work that you're doing is amazing um thank you so much for sharing your story and and, and being a motivation and um you know a, a role model to us all to you know show us that we could all you know dig a little bit deeper and to get involved in a real way um yeah so thanks again yep young thank chloe we appreciate you <laughs> thank you both i'm you know, really moved by the work that, that you guys are doing, um, you know, coming from the perspective of someone who is in Silicon Valley, um, it is way too white. And so the work that you're doing to continue to support entrepreneurs, um, especially within the tax base and let them know that, you know, their efforts and their businesses are, you know, valid and that they should keep going and keep driving towards 
um, whatever it is, you know, their mission is, I think, you know, is really important in helping um, continue the work of, of diversifying, um, you know, tech in Silicon Valley. So thank you both. For sure. For sure. Thank appreciate you. you. All right, Trav, like I we always say at this thing. Stay driven, y'all. Stay driven. Stay driven.